like used to help my mom before in our local market. We sell fish and vegetables. That's like our livelihood. Um, I graduated in high school, but my mom couldn't afford to send me to college. So I had to support myself alone and I was a working student. It was tough for years in university for me, but I graduated and then I landed my first job and I thought it's going to be easy because I finally have a job, but it's not. It's really not. For a moment, I kind of lost my idealism at that time. It's, it's draining, figuring out life choices and also the pressure in your career to grow. And at the same time, I'm also like a breadwinner in the family. So it's a lot for me to balance and carry. And so whenever, you know, everything is all over the place, I always just look back on how far I've gone through and I've made. I mean, I survived a lot of shit in my life. So what worse could ever happen, you know? Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dreading Sundays. I'm your host, Daniel K. Chung, and today I have a guest calling in from the Philippines. His name is June Arili... Oh, I'm going to butcher your surname. I'm so sorry. June Ariliat. <laughs> you know it's what? Ariliano, gonna... but you're doing <laughs> There it. we go. <laughs> I-, I tried. I failed. One day I'll get there. But June, why don't you introduce to our listeners who you are, what you do, and where you are currently? Yeah, of course, for sure. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is June, and I probably won't say my last name because everyone mispronounced it. So let's just go with June, okay? <laughs> um, I'm from the Philippines, and I've been working as a creative BA or BB for like three years now. We do link building services for clients in different industries. Um, career specific, I started working as, um, I mean, in some BBO industries here in the Philippines. And then I transitioned to work as a copy editor of a publishing company called Elsevier. Both are corporate jobs, by the way. It was when COVID happened, when I decided to brave the unknown of freelancing. And BB found me online. And I remember I sent her like an outreach email about Harry Potter and the Kardashians. It was too crazy. And I honestly had no idea what I got into. She just asked me to, um, to be creative. And I just went all the way. And that was it. It's been three years of amazing and crazy experience with her and and our team. Incredible. And this is the reason why I wanted to have a chat with you. A, because you are from the Philippines. And from the previous Mm -hmm. episode, your boss, Bibi, uh, we had this conversation of, you know, what are the usual downfalls of why companies hire people from? Southeast Asia and Philippines. And the reason why I really am excited to have you on the show is because I want to get your perspective. Because as you said, you have corporate experience and because of something that happened outside of your control, COVID-19, you, you know, went into the crazy world of freelancing in right. <laughs> link building. And and you mentioned the word VA. Now you said creative VA, but in the Western world, typically speaking, because of uh, this, you know, previous episode I did, you know, complain about Tim Ferriss. But yes, the the word or the job title of VA tends to have a negative connotation. And I want to see what your perspective mm-hmm. is on that. Because when typically white people and white companies, Western companies, want to look for a VA, that really when translated means I want to hire someone who is good but is also cheap. What are your thoughts on that? Mm. Um, I don't know. Um, we're creative BAs for our team. We're doing building all that. And 
I actually don't want to put it in like into a negative way because I'm um, somehow this job like meant a lot for me because somehow you know it helped me to um work and then spend more time with my family and all that and also be financially independent because this really helped me a lot and yeah i i don't see it that way i'm actually proud of what i'm doing somehow that's so cool and how did you come across bibi um i was in like um it was an online jobs we call it online jobs.ph and then i it was she was like the first person who who actually trusted me because i never you know i didn't know um what exactly to apply for because i have no idea what is freelancing all about and you know especially seo and link building i don't have any idea what is that all about um i was i think i was sending applications for about like a month so that was like four weeks um nobody responded to me there were like a few but didn't really went on successfully and then yeah bb um i actually pictured her like a mom I was reading her job post. She she sounds like uh, a mom, and then she's fun, and um, it was, and there, her job post was just too crazy. Like she's saying all this stuff, blah 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 blah, and then we don't, I don't, I don't, I don't need you to have experience in SEO. You just need to be creative and all that shit. Um, oh sorry, can, can I can I curse in here? Yes, please. Oh, okay, 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 <laughs> fuck yeah. Um, yeah, um, it was for an online. I don't know how you call it, but um, people like post like a job post there, and everyone sends their application. It's kind of like an Upwork, yeah. Okay, and and so for those who don't know, Bibi, you should listen to the previous episode. But for those who do, <laughs> then she is very known in the link building space, and more importantly, she's very known for her her communication <laughs> or her style of communication. Would you agree, June? Yes, she's crazy, and then she's just really creative. She's fun to do, really talk. You said you didn't know what link building was. You didn't know what SEO was. So, how did you pick it up? Um, I didn't. It just came in naturally to me. Um, we have like, um, so we introduce in link building, and that that's like my first step in this industry, SEO. It was more than just outreach, and then when BB is just talking, and then AJ, I'm just basically just listening, and somehow I just absorb it. I mean, not entirely, because for sure I have a lot of things to learn. Um, yeah. Um, right now I'm just doing some link building, and then um, I somehow the SEO part just went on naturally. So I'm guessing from what you've said so far, you don't have any other freelancing experience. Is that correct? Yes. So how would you compare onboarding with Bibi in the initial days to c- compared to how the corporate work was in terms of training and how you were treated? It was so different. Like I never had like a formal training with Bibi, I guess. She would just somehow just give you instructions, but um then some videos that you could watch and then we we have some SOPs, but it wasn't really you know formally in- uh, instructed because a lot of members in the team who have been in the team will just, you know, reach out to you and how to do it exactly. And you can somehow just copy what they're doing. And that was it. So how would you say those first, I mean, I know her team has insane outreach emails. They're not 
really、mm-hmm. templates. At what stage did you start feeling comfortable knowing that you were doing what you were supposed to do? It took me like a lot of time to practice and all that because、um, initially in a couple of months, I you know had a lot of tough feedback from BB and from the team because she's really direct in, in giving feedback. But when you actually just absorb it and then learn from it,、um, it will just eventually come into you. Because、um, there's a lot of other templates that you can somehow get inspiration to that we already have in the team, and then、um, you just look into it and、um, just go from it. So there is a bit of a communication slash culture difference between, let's say, how Bibi would typically communicate or how a Western person would typically communicate to how perhaps most people in Philippines would communicate. How did you develop a way that everyone was communicating effectively? That's also like like a hard one because obviously English is not our first language, but then you know here in the Philippines, English is like one of the curriculum or like the subject that we all been taking since elementary, going to university. So somehow you know we get into how the Western culture is like, especially we have you know social media and then movies. You can somehow get. An idea on what they are like, but they're like pretty normal people like us here in the Philippines. If you don't do your shit done, so、um, you know they'll get mad or they'll get a little irritated at you. But、um, for for Bibi, it was like a fun experience for me, and I was actually really grateful that you know somehow this is like my first introduction to freelancing with her and the team because it was just really easy and comfortable people to work with. Yeah, like I think. One of the things I really admire about Bibi and AJ is the way that they treat their team, and that goes back to my earlier comment to saying how whether you know, you, I think there's also the distinction because last time I mentioned VAs and Bibi corrected me. She said she doesn't treat them or refer to her team as VAs; they're her employees,、mm-hmm. and and that's a big big difference. And it's and it starts from there, and then it flows into the actions of how. She behaves and treats and pays and, I guess, treat treat is the right word. Treats you as a fellow human being, and I think you're right there. I think choosing Bibi the Link Builder was very very good move as a first freelance job,、uh, because have have you talked to your team as to their other freelancing experiences? No, I haven't really, but for sure I think.、Um... Bibi was not the first because I there's a lot of old people in the team, so for sure they have so much experience that I did. All right, June, let let let's shift gears here. I want to take a big step back and ask you, why did you choose freelancing, and how was that transition like? Pursuing freelancing had already been in my mind since early 2018. My friends were already building their career in freelancing at that time. And they've been, you know, encouraging me to try it as well. But I don't know. I was, I was being a lousy gay at that time, and I was having so many second thoughts, and afraid to take risks somehow. Other than that, I honestly didn't have the resources to invest in a good laptop. Laptop at that time, so all I ever had was a an Android phone. So I couldn't really start anything at all at that time. But、um, when Miss Corona happened, my last corporate job had to. They had to drastically lay off their employees, and I was one of the unlucky Karens. <laughs> so、um, I didn't have a choice to get, other than to get started.、Um, 
signing applications online. Um, I feel like that's also one thing I wish I knew before. You know, that whenever you want something or you have a goal, you just need to get started and figure out things along the way because, um, you know, you will, you will never be ready. Everything is just too uncertain. So, um, you know what I did? Um, I borrowed a broken laptop from a friend. Um, that's how I started. It was a broken laptop. And it was too crazy because whenever you type on its keyboard, you'll feel electrical grounding on your hands. So I couldn't really type smoothly on it. And I remember when BB interviewed me in Skype, it was through chat. So I wanted to respond to her promptly as fast as I can. So she'll know that I'm really interested in the job. But I couldn't do so because of the fucking keyword. It was, it was grounding on my hands. And it was so humbling, you know, looking back because um, I literally started from nothing. It was just my intentions to consistently learn. And so I took that risk. Wow. What a, what a great story. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that the laptop and the keyboard was electrocuting you during that chat is is yes. I think we can look back and laugh now, although I'm sure during that time it, it wasn't as funny. <laughs> no, it was funny. What my friends some... were laughing mm-hmm. about it. <laughs> Shout out to my so friend what, what... who let me borrow her laptop. <laughs> oh, totally, totally. At, okay, so you probably bought a replacement laptop shortly after is would that be right i did yes i did um from my first facelift from bb i bought a laptop right away (laughs) nice and and that's what it means like having a job gives you that access right yeah the freedom what are the challenges for you know people for your peers in in the philippines would you know what challenges have you overcome? What other tips and advice could you possibly share to them if they were in your shoes? Well, if they're in your shoes where they are now. Did that make sense? Who knows? Did that make sense to you? <laughs> I don't know, but um, challenges. Um, yeah, um, I feel like for me, it's about staying consistent and productive because, you know, me, I, I procrastinate a lot. And then for me, work from home, can always get you distracted. So for everyone out there who wanted to pursue freelancing, um, you know, um, it's always about staying consistent. And when you really want this job, because you will have a lot of opportunities online. You know, um, you can have um, really good clients. You can offer you good payment at all, and then learn from it, and then somehow make your own business out of it. And then also, I think challenges in in this industry like freelancing and work from home it's kind of like easy to lose motivation when working from home i don't know it's just me somehow because i feel like the lack of um, external inputs and interaction with co-workers can somehow make you lose you know like out of sight for your long-term career goals so in our team um we always make time to get everybody to jump in a call and we would be doing some stupid games online it's kind of like a a, a team building for us and because we are a huge team so it's fun to um, you know get everyone to jump in the call all right so you mentioned before before you got the job you were having too much fun and then you just mentioned that you tend to procrastinate what steps have you taken to be able to stop procrastinating or prioritize work and to stay consistent what helps you 
honestly, I am still working on it. Um, Baby knows it that um, I do have that attitude sometimes. Because um, maybe when you have like a to-do list, but I don't do that shit. <laughs> Anyways, um, my family will be laughing at me right now because I really don't do that. Um, it, it's a discipline, you know. It's it, it would take you a lot of time to really improve yourself and, you know, stop, snap yourself out of that to like get you out of that. But um, it's totally up to you. I don't know exactly how to kind of like improve yourself from it. But yeah, if, if there is like, like a step-by-step guide on how to do it, then I would, I would do it, but I don't think there is. Would you? Would you really? <laughs> <laughs> I like your honesty. I'll do I mean, it later. I know. I'll do it later. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. There we go. At least June is very honest. <laughs> okay, so moving on. How, how do you stay motivated? What Motiv- does what, what freedom... You? Yeah, yeah, what motivates you? And because you said, you know, having a job, aka money, gives you freedom, I kind of want to mm-hmm. explore what that means to you. I don't know. Maybe growing up, our our family's life situation was was hard here in the Philippines. So I'm the eldest in the family. And so, you know, the setup in Asian families, when you're the eldest, you always need to figure out shit on your own and you need to be responsible and independent. Um, you know, you need to be like a good role model to your siblings and how. So that's how I've been doing since then. It's kind of like a motivation for me to do better and be better. Well, I'm not super successful yet, but um, my life is so much better now compared back then. So I always have a mindset to, to don't stop trying. And then um, I kind of like used to help my mom before in our local market. We sell fish and vegetables. That's like our livelihood. Um, I graduated in high school, but my mom couldn't afford to send me to college so i had to support myself alone and i was a working student it was kind of like a tough four years in a university in a university for me but i graduated and then i landed my first job and i thought i thought it's going to be easy because i finally have a job but it's not it's really not for a moment i kind of lost my my idealism at that time you know it's it's draining figuring out life choices and also the pressure in your career to grow and at the same time i'm also like a breadwinner in the family so it's a lot for for me to to balance and carry and so whenever you know everything is all over the place i always just look back on how far i've gone through and i've made somehow it will remind me to just keep going i mean i survived a lot of shit in my life so what what worse could ever happen you know and then i know it sounds too cliche but that you just keep going and all that but Really, it's just about it. And I know I may sound like a dumb optimist right now, but and my friends are going to laugh about it, but I lose perspective all the time. And um, and everything sometimes just, you know, completely pointless. I mean, I get tired, but, you know, it's not the end of the world. So it's always important for me to detach myself on things from time to time and maybe, you know, just take a walk and take a bath and then tomorrow everything will just be all right. Hey, I, I love that mindset. And your optimism... I, I welcome it. Now, I don't think we explored this in your introduction, but you mentioned it before we started recording, and that is, where is, was you right now you're visiting your hometown. Introduce us to this beautiful place of beaches and <laughs> tropics, even though it's I can hear the rain town. in the background. Yes. <laughs> Sorry about that. Well, it's a, it's a small town here in the Visayas region in the Philippines. It's like in the middle of the Philippines because we have like, three like main islands here we have Luzon, Visayas and Mindanao and we are 
like in the heart of the Philippines. So it's in Negros, and it's the last town of Negros, and we call it Hinubaan. In English, it means naked, and it's it has like a funny history, um, because um, I don't know, maybe like in in our history, um, and, and, and like our old um ancestors when like Spaniards go here or I don't know, like invaders or somehow they went to this place and then our ancestors to protect the place they had to um take up the clothes of the those people and then that's how we, we call them Hinobani, which means to get naked it's funny but that's how the, the history of our of how our place got its name so does the history still reflect what happens today <laughs> that's a funny question because um we it does because we have like a festival here and somehow we kind of like put like a theatrical play for it for our um to to tourist and we have like um a play about it and how and uh, how our people got its name in festivals <laughs> have you ever been in that theatrical play june I had yes, of course, all the time, every year. <laughs> but it's not really like okay. naked, like naked, and mm-hmm. barely naked somehow. <laughs> so, here's your hometown. It's in the middle of the three islands, Philippines. Where did yes. you have to go to study? Was that far away? Yes, a little bit, but um, it's got like seven hours away from here. Whoa! So, did you live there? I had to because um, I had to study and also work. I was there wow. alone, independent. <laughs> that, my that, sounds city. Like, that sounds tough. What was that like? It was, um, well, I wanted to really study and I wanted to set like a good example for my siblings. Because, um, you know, you know when, you, you're, when, you're, when you're young and then you, have, you, you hear like some stories from your friends that they have like some... You know, cool uncles who have who has like a cool job, and their mom they have like cool jobs, and I didn't have that experience at all. So we were like, we, it was really hard, like the life, the life we had, and then I didn't have like someone where I could get like inspiration into, because um, so I had to um, figure that out myself and somehow make that image for me. So I had to really figure out myself alone there. I had to really study and work hard to support myself. Okay, I think I have one final question for you, June. And that is in relation to your existing job and hopefully to help others who are looking for work opportunities as well. And that is Mm -hmm. given that there is a language slash culture difference, what advice do you have when it comes to communicating with your boss? Yeah, so it's all a show. <laughs> I play like a different, um, like a different character for our team and with BB because me personally, I'm very shy and I'm very kind of like reserved somehow to share my thoughts to people. And then when I'm with BB and we're jumping on a call and then we have some team meetings, so somehow. She's 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 really um infecting. I don't know if if that's the term, but her her enthusiasm with how she communicates somehow, in you know um resonating with you somehow. She's really fun, and then she talks a lot about weird stuff, like really nerdy stuff. So Jam Jam, how you just 
um, get into it. And then it really, it's fun. And I don't feel like anxious at all to open my mind. And that's actually what I'm grateful about with saying the team, because we always celebrate and encourage everyone's, you know, um, point of view. And um, we're very inclusive. And yeah, we don't really give a fuck um, on whatever it is that um, you wanted to say. We, we encourage it all the time. I feel as though Bibi's team is just fucking amazing. <laughs> and no, and really all of you crazy. have had the most fun. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you for sharing your story, June. It's been yeah, an absolute pleasure. And I believe this was your first ever podcast recording. Right, yeah. So we've and popped you know what, honestly, your cherry. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I was... I was having second thoughts um, to to jump on this somehow because I I was actually listening to like eighty percent of your podcast and I feel like I didn't have much thing to say somehow like I was having second thoughts do I want to do this or not I was listening I feel like they don't really they won't really get anything from me so um yes yeah, but I don't know I'm just really curious and how is this like. I think it's always the people who think they don't have anything to share have the most interesting insights for that, even if it's one person who feels the same way as you once did. If it helps them feel a bit more confident to apply for that job or to communicate better with their boss, then then it's worth it. So thank you. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> All right, yeah. <laughs> of course. All right, folks. That's a wrap. Thank you for tuning into Dreading Sundays. If you liked it and this is your first time, please don't forget to subscribe. And I'll see you in the next episode where we will share more interesting stories about people who work in digital marketing and how they've overcome challenges and furthered their careers. Until then, stay safe, stay sharp, stay curious, and I'll see you then. Bye.